Hey, we're back with part two of our special Roll for Blank one-off campaign, DM'd by Mark Hughes. This week, Jeff, Nate, and Dave continue to try to unravel the mystery of the island. It's returned undead populace, and it's all too tasty honey. Let's see what happens. about these people on the beach well it's who could we speak to about the possible zombification or or what did you say that they seem to look like the corpses they were ushering into the sea last night did uh is that what it looked like to me dm sure yeah i mean like they looked like they had been recently in the sea yeah so i'm gonna go with yes i think it's a distinct possibility so is it possible we're dealing with some sort of island deity with a catch and release policy see now that now that's a great question uh, can we go to, is there, what, what's like the nearest spiritual building, like a uh, house of worship? Um, so, uh, according to your tourist map, uh, the nearest house of official worship would be this Q situation out in the ocean, which is, uh, the temple of the drowned God. But, uh, I mean, from what you know about this entire thing, pretty much this bay encases the majority of the locals uh, and their their eateries, their establishments, their gathering places. Like, no one really lives out on the exterior of the island from what you could sort of read through your little map is like, most of these little spots out here are all just tourist sites um, with the exception of F, which is a, like a lighthouse. You know, there's a a lighthouse keeper that lives there. Um, and you know that in M, that the uh, nice old lady with her honey, like she said she lived in in that area to collect honey for her bees. But pretty much everything else is just like touristy shit. Like, you know, it's, it's a site of a thing or a, a fancy, you know, farm or whatever. I mean, I can, I can read you what all the, all of them are if you want, but, um, those are the only places that you know of that would be touristy per se. Or I, I, I mean, like, uh, so like, I would imagine if you, from your knowledge, there would be somebody in town that would be the local religious person. And you would okay. just have to find them. All right. Uh, then I'm gonna say, you know, hey, let's let's just go pop back into that uh, in that little little plaza or whatever, and see if we can find somebody to ask. Hey, is this normal? Sound good. Yeah, that sounds good to me. Uh, Clark wants to know if he, during his dancing uh, the previous night, would have observed the lighthouse and how the maybe light on the lighthouse was performing during the evening. Um, you probably could see the, maybe not the lighthouse itself, but like you could see the swooping light. Mm -hmm. um, and it seemed regular and like a, a steady rhythm. Okay. Uh, All right. 
So for the lighthouse, uh, I'll just read you the little bits from the the brochure. Uh, the lighthouse was built and uh, painted in red and white candy stripes. Uh, you know, the two Triton statues rise above a balcony gazing over the Western Sea. Above them sits the light chamber, which houses an ancient mirror called the Mirror of Macadon uh, to direct light across the horizon. Uh, it's one of the most iconic structures in the Barpon uh, archipelago. Uh, and you know that the lighthouse must be hand cranked every two hours to remain operational. Okay. So, Ken, if you were looking for a workout, perhaps we would venture to this lighthouse at some point. You have to crank it every two hours to keep it working. And I think that would probably get you some gains. Uh, that sounds great, man. I love it. Although, yeah, that sounds great. I mean, we have more <laughs> pressing matters at this time, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And another another time. Uh, let's, uh, yeah, sure. Let's just pop down and see. The I want to go back to the green smoothie guy, who, who's the only person who didn't fuck us up somehow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. As you, as you guys approach back into town, uh, you can see the town waking up, uh, sort of getting ready for things. Uh, you can definitely see that there are some people standing around quizzically. Like, they don't look similarly to the people on the beach, but they're, like, trying to figure out what's going on on the beach as well. Um, you can definitely also see some people, like, sort of running off in a direction, um, sort of, like, in, in a hurried state. Um, so as you're, like, sort of meandering around, uh, you definitely see a... A very official-looking individual, uh, like large headdress, sort of fancy religious garb, um, being swarmed by people, and you know he's kind of going, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! What's what's going on? What's going on?" And he's like right. making his way down to the beach. Okay, I jog over uh, mm -hmm. and just say, you know, "Hey, what what do you what do you see here? There's a bunch of people who's been standing around with uh, with empty eyes. What's what's that about?" I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I mean, I just I just rose for my, my morning prayers and people just came and grabbed me. So uh, let's head down to the beach and let's, I guess let's try to figure this out because that uh, that's that just seems very strange to me as well. Nothing like this has ever happened before then is what you're saying. Oh, no, 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 no. I can't I can't say that I, I have a written history or knowledge of any of this. That was an interesting way to word that answer, but yes. <laughs> well, I mean, like I read the I read the religious texts consistently, and like as far as I can tell, like nothing like this has ever been documented. I see. I'm not trying to make this sound weirder than it is. I, I understand how it came off to you, but you know, this is but beyond have, my knowledge. We both moment. agree that this is weird. That. Oh yes, very much so. This is definitely very weird. And what what of this group that's running? Do you, are they are they in distress? Oh no, they were coming to like get me because like this seems like something ah, you would get a religious person for. Which Clark's going to extend his hand and say, "I am Clark, son of Emmer." Hi, I'm I'm, I'm Klein. Uh, I don't, we don't really talk about our parents in that way, but you know, like my dad's name is Chip, my mom's name is Evelyn. Uh, so it was very Excellent. nice to meet you, Clark. Klein, Evelyn's daughter, it is. <laughs> Thank you. Or son, whichever you choose. <laughs> I'm I mean, not gender specific usually. I mean, I, I really don't think about it. I'm, you know, just a religious guy. I just do religious things. I don't really think about myself in a, a gendered state, I guess. And what is it that you believe? These religious things that you do? 
Uh, I mean, we we believe that you know the 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 drowned god, uh, you know, takes care of us both in life and in death, uh, feeds us the the bounty of the sea, and keeps our our island safe from the chaos of of weather patterns and that sort of thing, and you know, grants us grants us favors when when she sees fit. And this this drowned god, how was she drowned? Um, uh, it's a little you know mixed mixed history unsure background thing but you know uh standard god fight kind of situation yes i've definitely been in a few of those and as you can see i have yeah. prevailed yeah i mean you're here as is my hammer <laughs> and he shows the hammer yes <laughs> um this time as you guys approach the 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 beach and you can hear this too jeff um the murmuring has gotten louder and more in unison um, and you can all hear them sort of repeating the phrase, the sea rejected us. Hey, but but my muffins will make you feel better. Hello, muffins just, will make you feel better. This is on like a, a constant droning cycle at the moment. Uh, just 95 people all saying the sea rejected us. Hey, Clark and Ken, the people you're with, did they want any muffins? No, Milo, it's it's much more dire than a muffin-solved situation. Perhaps you could set your bakewares down and join us to solve this problem. No, I have like another three hours to go. Well, I'm not very good at baking. I assumed that you could stop when you wanted, but clearly we're going to have to take you back to BA. <laughs> well, I, you know, I would stop if you would just promise to buy me some honey later. I'll tell you what, uh, I know where we can find a ton of honey muffins. Yeah, right here. I've been baking for hours. Well, and... so that's what I'm saying, is you've got a lot of this stuff available to you right now. You can <laughs> grab a couple of muffins and come with us and hang out for a sec. Okay. Yes, perhaps somebody... it's time to appreciate what you have rather than what you have not yet. But I'm a little sleepy, so I might take a nap. That's fine. Sleep among your muffins. We'll solve this <laughs> island plague of doom. No, I want to come with you because maybe the people buy my muffins and I'll get money for some more honey. Like, do you guys not remember how much I want the honey? No, we're quite aware. It's... How many hours we got left on that honey clock? About 12. Oh boy. <laughs> okay. Uh, Clark is going to take one of the jars of honey that he has in his possession and he's just going to delicately boop a little bit of honey on the nose of all of these people who are saying that they were rejected by the sea. <laughs> And he's okay. going to say, Milo, these uh, these strange zombies appear to be slathered with the honey you seek. Perhaps you should come investigate and give them an Eskimo's kiss. Um, well, that sounds gross, but okay, I'll, I'll come over there because maybe they know where they, since they have honey on their noses, maybe they can tell me where to get some more. Yes, that's probably it. And there's nothing gross about having not slept and baked and probably... Chat yourself in the process. <laughs> All right. So at this point, I'm probably verging on exhaustion. Uh, yeah. so, I would say yes. You probably okay. have sustained at least one level of exhaustion. <laughs> so I'll sort of stagger over with some muffins. Um, and hey, do you guys want some muffins? Uh, they just keep repeating this phrase. Clark, yes? they won't answer me and I'm so tired. Yes, Milo, we're all tired at this point. 
not simply for reasons of lack of rest. <laughs> Clearly, we have a mystery before us. These people claim to have been rejected by the sea. We have spoken with a local religious head who said that the, the whole thing here is that they have a symbiotic relationship with a sea goddess. So something well, is amiss. If I can shape the water into like a cube and just sort of like put the people inside it, should I try that? I, I don't know. Um, as you guys are talking, uh, you can see that the the priest is like physically inspecting one of the people. Ho oh there, priest! What do you see in your in your inspection of this person? Um, he he sort of holds out uh, a limb, uh, a forearm, and and shows you that for some reason this person has a bunch of honeycomb shaped holes in in its arm, and there seems to be. Um, larvae inside of those holes and he's like this this is very this is weird this is very weird do your dead normally have these sorts of compartments in them uh no because no people have these compartments in them <laughs> well I, i've hey. only been here the one time so i thought i yeah. would ask i mean hey, priest would you like miss priest would you like a muffin uh not at the moment i i, I had some some green smoothie this morning. I'm, I'm feeling fine. Thank you, though. That's very kind of you. Hey, you know, that uh, that reminds me something else I wanted to ask. Just a coincidence. We met uh, uh, an interesting woman yesterday who was selling honey, and um, I don't know, she struck me as unusual. What do you know about her? Uh, I mean, she's the, she's the, the local uh, honey lady. I mean, do you like, know where uh, she gets the honey from? Because I want some more. Her hives. I mean, she she collects honey and brings it to town, and we, we don't really. Okay, so ask if too many questions or people, don't I... don't really bother with that. You know, she's, she's nice. She brings us honey. Hey, Clark is going. Clark is going to dry heave and say the honey comes from a woman's hives. Un untreated skin conditions are disgusting. Oh no 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 no! Like like beehives. Oh. Oh, yes, homophones are quite confusing. Thank you. Yes, yes, they are. Clark, I've told you what beehives are before. Yes, um, yes. He didn't say beehives. He said her hives. So, and okay. aren't you still just busy worrying about honey and baking and whatnot? Too busy <laughs> yeah. to be correcting me. So, but I'm wondering if I'm just going to shape water. On... So, I, it's a cantrip for me. Sure. So, I'm going to cast shape water and get a cube of the seawater and sort of like push it onto one of the zombie people. Okay. Uh, it's interesting. The water parts around them and then cubes behind them. Oh. Oh. Well, that's different. I've never seen it do that before. It's almost as if the water is rejecting them. Um, maybe it's because they have honey on their noses. Or perhaps it's because you haven't slept in seven days <laughs> it has not been seven days i slept on the ship yesterday took a nice long i'm so sleepy clark yes i know do Just... uh, do people on the island here eat that honey regularly yeah yeah i mean we it's a delight it's you know it's a it's good for the uh the allergies it's a good energy boost you know why would use you it not for a lot of, of baking and uh alcohol making like it's a it's a local delicacy yeah, Have I know. I put it in my muffins. 
Uh, I mean, I had some this morning. You had honey this morning? Yeah. And how do you feel? I, I feel fine. Okay. Well, nothing there then. <laughs> um, one thing you do notice as the priest is sort of holding up the arm is that the larvae inside the arm are wriggling like they are alive. That doesn't seem great. Uh, mm-hmm. Hey, did either of you keep uh, keep one of those empty one of those jars after you uh, ate the honey? Um, of course, I always I'm, I'm very fastidious. Here you go. Thanks. Uh, I tr- try to shove a couple of the larvae into the jar. Jar. Okay. Yeah, they're pretty easy to get out. I mean, they don't really put up much of a fight. They just pop them right out, put them in the jar, and close it up. Yeah. Just gotta. Hey, I want to see something. I cast shape. Uh, I move my cube of water and see if it'll encompass the jar. Uh, it does encompass the jar just fine. Hey, I, I have I have jar and water. <laughs> the water. I is thought a you jar. were tired. <laughs> I am tired. The water is a jar. <laughs> uh, All right. See. Can I define... can I investigate the arms? The, yeah, yeah, uh, honeycomb arms. Sure, that's a sixteen. It's not great. Uh, are you doing like a just a standard investigation or a magical investigation? Standard. Okay. Yeah. I mean, like you see, like uh, it seems like these shapes were sort of bored into the arm, um, and the larvae are just living pretty comfortably in there. It seems weird that uh, even though these bodies were submerged at one point. Um, the larvae seem fine. Uh, you would assume from your general knowledge of insects and how they work, they don't generally like water and especially don't enjoy being submerged in water. Can I tell if the if the holes were bored into the body kind of while after death or or was it done before they were uh, as far as you can tell it was after. okay. It, it looks like there's no like blood or anything that would that leaks out. Uh, I mean, the bodies were submerged, so it's possible things floated away. But like, you don't see any like destroyed I... skin that would say like this happened prior and, and insertion. Uh, I mean, Body... these people look pretty pretty dry. Like they're so they're like, like kind of hollowed out honeycomb people now. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Who are talking? Interesting. Friends, I, I have a concern. <laughs> it's possible that long-term consumption of this honey may result in a crop of bees growing inside of you and turning you into their own little hive. I, I don't think that... that's true. I just want more honey. Yes, I'm Milo, gonna, we know what I'm you gonna want. I'm going to take a nap, Clark. So can you go get me some honey when when you finish here? Yes. Yes, Milo, we will... We will get you some honey when we're finished. I promise. It's uh, okay. it seems like a really fine and totally normal request. Are there any are there any hammocks around? Uh, yeah, I mean it's a tropical island. Yeah, so, it's all hammocks. Yeah. So we, so we just like guide Milo over to one of the hammocks and you know, sure. tuck, tuck him in. So since I'm a halfling, um, a good like ten minute nap, and I'll be right as rain. Sure, that that works. All right. Clark's just gonna stand there looking at his at his, his wrist, wrist sundial. <laughs> <laughs> All right, wake wake the boy. It's time to go. All right. 
So does that count as a short rest? Yeah. And you notice that your your honey like cravings is about halved. Like it's not such a dire need. Like you definitely still want it, but it's not as as gr- aggressive. Hey guys, I don't I don't need a honey as much anymore. So it's like a really like, good nap. So just like a little honey water would do the job. Yeah. Uh, Can I have I, a little bit of that? Yeah, sure. And I and I I just give him uh, some water that is not honey water. Oh, this doesn't taste like honey water, but it is good. Thanks. Perhaps Thanks you're losing so your taste for the honey. Oh, maybe. Yeah, that's right. Hey, um, okay. Okay, uh, let's go <laughs> solve this damn mystery. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I ask our uh, our priest friend if there's anybody no, uh, uh, you know who is wise in the in the sciences. Uh, I mean, uh, natural natural things. Yeah, I mean, I would say that these these insects look like the local bee larvae. So I would say you should go talk to the honey lady. Oh boy! All right, that then we will like speak real... to this honey lady. <laughs> Good. Good. I asked you to keep addicts. these keep these uh, combed corpses where they are, as best you oh, can. Oh yeah, no, they... we're gonna we're definitely gonna keep an eye on them. This is this is definitely a weird thing that we're not gonna just ignore and go continue the party. Very good. If, if you could blow into a into a conch shell or something, if you if something else arises, and we will we will come running from the other part of the island. Sure, that that sounds like a good agreement. Excellent. Excellent. Shall we, gentlemen? Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's go. I want to talk to this lady because they're, I'm beginning to think maybe I shouldn't want this honey that much. Ah, good. You've entered the bargaining phase of your <laughs> grief. What are you talking about, Clark? I'm not grieving. Aren't you, though? <laughs> Aren't you? So, yeah, you guys make your way back to the, the location of her stall, and she's there in the morning setting up. There doesn't appear to be any honey at the stall yet, but she's just there, like, prepping the stall itself. Say, I noticed uh, my friends had some interesting reactions after consuming your honey. Uh, have you heard any, uh, well, I don't know, interesting observations or complaints? Uh, different online reviews seeming different lately? I mean, yes. I mean, there's definitely people who are, like, super enthusiastic about the honey after tasting it. I mean... More than usual? I don't know what you mean by usual. I mean... We, we see, you know, tourists come and go and, you know, people on the island, they enjoy the honey, but it seems to be the tourists that are, like, super excited about the honey. Do you feel fondly for the tourists, honey wench? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's how I keep my business going. I mean, I do a good amount of local business, but, you know, I make most of my money on tourists. Same, same uh, honeys? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I... We, we just collected from that one spot on the island, so... Have you heard about the group of the offerings to your sea god who seem to have come back ashore claiming rejection? No. They are covered with octagonal or hexagonal orifices, much like a honeycomb. That's weird. I, I would say it is. I hold up the jar... Uh, of, of larvae and say, you know, we, we got these out of them. Do these look like exactly normal larvae based on what you normally work with? Yeah, those look like the, the larvae that are in all of the, the hives back in the tree preserve. 
So if I kept eating your honey, would I turn into a dead person? I mean, that's a loaded question. I don't know the status of your health situation. I don't know if you're allergic to honey. I don't know if, you know, I'm, I'm assuming if you ate your own weight in honey, yes, you would die. I mean, I, I, I don't know what you're getting at. Are I you want to know if your honey, honey turned these people into whatever happened. Is your honey turning people into dead people who come back rejected by the sea? Not that I'm aware of. Yeah, that's what somebody would say if they were aware of it. Right, Clark? I mean, yes, I'm, I'm sure that if there was a cover-up here, that they would try to cover it up. They're very astute, Milo. Very astute. I mean, Thanks, I, could, Clark. I could direct you to the, the tree preserve. You go inspect that yourself. I mean, as far as I know, like, I've been selling this honey, I don't know, 30, 40 years. This is the first time I'm aware that this has happened. Okay, I have... So I just I have... made an insight check of 17. Is she telling the truth? As far as you can tell, she's she's being very upfront and very honest. I have two curiosities now. Uh, I definitely want to see the tree. Could we... Could you give us directions to the tree? And uh, we'll just make a quick stop before we go up there. Oh, sure. So you guys are here. And the preserve is here. So you can either follow the coastline or you can go across land, whichever you wish. And yeah. Okay. Uh, I want to swing by. If you guys don't, does that sound good to you guys? Want to go check out the tree? Yeah, definitely. On the way, let's just swing by the the beach again real quick and just take a look at the uh, the lined up rejected bodies and see if they, do they share the physical traits of locals? Yeah. I mean, like from from what you remember from watching people push people into the the sea last night, they're they're dressed like locals. Um, they have the appearance. I mean, this island is multiple uh, cultures, so you know, because like people come and visit and stay forever, kind of a thing. So you've got dwarves and elves and uh, a multitude of of different creature types, but like they all look like they belong here. Even Marlon Brando is here. No, no, unfortunately, he's not. Oh, no. he's on a different island. Then. Yeah, yeah, he's on the other island in the archipelago that is yeah, much smaller and full of weird creatures. We'll just go with Yeah, that. that's <laughs> like the Dr. Moreau island, right? Oh, no, no. For licensing reasons, it's Dr. Moreau. <laughs> oh, Dr. Moreau. Okay, yes, thanks. played by everyone's favorite Northern Exposure actor, Rob Moreau. Yes, exactly. He he treats mostly like quirky local injuries mm-hmm. and does some science experiments on the side. All right. Well, that actually kills one of my one of my guesses. Uh, I was wondering if this was affecting primarily tourists and turning them into zombies, but I guess not. We go check out the tree. Yes, onward to the tree. Okay. I'm so, going to collect my cooking utensils along the way, and I'm just going to put a little sign out that says, "Take a muffin." Leave some leave pay what you like. Okay. Are you guys going across the coastline or are you guys going across the land? Just out of curiosity. I would, I would so, do coastline. So yeah. There's... Yes, let's follow the coast in case there are more of these bodies. Okay. Standing in other spots. We'll have a okay. sense of how prolific this curse might be. Okay. So uh as you're walking this way towards N, um, in your little touristy guide. Uh, you can see that this is called uh, this area is called Serafina's Grotto and Sapphire Beach. 
Um, as you sort of get closer to this area, the sound of singing echoes amongst the rocks along this sandy beach. Um, water's crystal blue and you can see it down into like a super deep pool and grotto below that are it's full it, of caverns uh, that is the music unique. similar to that in the, the Whoopi Goldberg South Africa movie no not at all it <laughs> seems it seems more more like uh, like people kind of uh, sounding uh, very wet yeah and uh, and as you approach sort of this area you can see that the sand goes from white to this really brilliant blue color um, and as you, you know, sort of like walk on it, you definitely tell there's a difference in texture. Um, rumor has it that this sand was formed when a when a group of giants destroyed the jewel horde of an ancient dragon. So the Look sand is made of jewels. Uh, that's the rumor, according to the the tour guide book. That's so pretty. Yes, someone definitely blew this beach, Milo. <laughs> but we don't have time to look at rocks. We have a mystery to solve. Well, Clark, you're very... You, I always tell you to stop and smell the roses. That also means stop and play in the jeweled beach. Stop and smell the sand. Yes, if, if you wish to build a sand castle, you, you may do so. I will come back and approve of it later. Can, so I'm just going to reach down and pick up some of the sand and yeah. inspect it. Does, it. does it look like actual jewels or just blue I mean, sand? It's, it's pummeled pretty fine. So uh, it doesn't look like jewels but it definitely doesn't not look like jewels like it's a definitely like brilliant sapphire blue wow but it is is very fine like to to from your general knowledge of of nature uh to get a, a sand this fine would take a ton of grinding so i'm gonna put my little handful in one of my empty jars sure carry on toward the the uh, mysterious tree sure and that sort of start walking into this area um in your little brochure guide uh this is the treant preserve uh there's a a a massive grove of trees that grow in the hills over here uh many reaching abnormal heights of 70 feet or more Uh, i mean like this is like huge trees um and like a spectacular array of local flowers can be seen here uh, of all colors and hues. Uh, you can definitely tell that bees are flitting from flowers to flower. Uh, it's a very nice day out, so they're out doing stuff. Um, but uh, further inside the circle, um, in this sort of empty space right here, um, according to the brochure, uh, is a location called The Circle. Years and years ago, there was a meteorite which crashed into that area, sort of clearing that land. The first people to arrive found a very strange writing in a 50-foot diameter circle. Uh, No one could read what was written, and in the uh, the center of the circle where the meteor should have been, there was nothing, not even a crater, so it just blew the trees apart, but didn't leave an impact crater or anything like that. Um, Ancient peoples from this island uh, built a, a sort of a stone structure in that area to sort of commemorate its existence. Is any of that still standing? Yeah. It wouldn't be in the tour guide book if it weren't. Cool. Clark tried to perceive it but rolled a, a one. <laughs> with, <laughs> and with his modifier, it's a zero. 
so <laughs> he's just like what yeah so like it's a pretty dense forest as you guys are walking through um it doesn't take you know very long um but uh you can definitely tell like as you get closer into the center the sky is darkening but you can't tell whether the sky itself is darkening or it's just the tree cover causing a ton of shade okay yeah i try to i just do a little perception check just to see like what like i've got i've got my sort of like radar up basically just like looking out for anything that is uh you know unnatural or scary in some way that's a 20 uh i mean yeah it was, it was a 22 22 okay you can definitely tell that um some of these trees are alive so like they aren't lying when this is a treant preserve uh some of these are just lumbering mobile trees that have decided to like corral together and you know you can tell that like right now they are they're in an immobilized state but could be sprung to life at any time and do i know how that might happen um give me a nature check on that that's an eight an eight um i mean you know that like they're not to be trifled with they're they're pretty powerful beings I, I will make an also a nature check sure. of 18. Okay. You know that, like, if you get within a proximity of the treants without their permission, um, they could spring to life in a very aggressive manner. Yeah. So, guys, and then I also want to um, use my nature check to smell the air to see if it smells like it's going to rain. Uh, it doesn't smell like rain at all. So just thick trees. So, um, just be, guys, be really nice to the trees here. Clark, I know you like to hit things with your hammer. This is not a time to do that. I don't hit anything that doesn't try to hit me first, Milo. Yeah, uh-huh. Um, so, the a lot of these trees will, will hit back really hard. Very good. So, everybody give me a dex check. Ten. Uh, Eighteen. <laughs> okay. Jeff, you you do just fine. Nate and Dave, you guys bump into a tree, and it uh, it springs to life. Everybody, roll for initiative. Thirteen. Seven. And what did you roll, Dave? Twenty-one. Twenty-one. All right. Okay. So Ken, you get to go first, sort of setting the scene uh, as you sort of bump into this tree uh you can see it sort of bristle and like really sort of like shake its limbs wildly like it's going to swing any moment now oh boy uh okay hmm i'm just gonna go ahead and hit it like i'm okay. i don't know that much about this stuff it surprises the hell out of me so uh uh yeah so I'm just going to go for an unarmed strike. Sure. Let's see. Oh, 23 to hit. That hits. Seven damage. Um, and then I get a bonus action, a flurry of blows, which is not as good. Time to hit. That does not hit. Yeah. Okay. Great. Super swell. Okay. Um, so I, you sort of hit this tree a little bit, and then... Uh, as you sort of notice that, you see a very sort of small creature uh, pop out of the branches. And it's very confusing. 
but also very cute. Uh, looks like a mouse with sort of a scorpion's tail and dragonfly wings, uh, a small garter snake head and a sort of pincher snake going on with it. Um, and it, it, it goes for an attack. It rolls a natural 20. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-oh. So it will hit you. Yeah. Uh, so it'll, it'll get you with its, its bite, its claws and its sting. Uh, you will take, uh, 18 damage. Ken! The tree has a thing in it. All trees have things in it. You're up next. Do be careful, okay? Yes, yes, Milo. I, I have a plan. Clark's going to take out a jar of honey and, and hold it out to this to this little creature. Oh, okay. Tiny uh, Ratatouille, would you like some honey to sate uh, your your hunger? Make make a make a persuasion. Nine. <laughs> Nine. Bad day. It's a uh, intelligence is pretty low, so okay. uh, <laughs> it it is compelled. It, it it immediately makes a for lack of a better term beeline straight for your jar of honey. Great, and I will. I'm. I'm got the lid off. I'm just serving it up. Enjoy the honey. Sure. Uh, you're up, Jeff. Can, can I have some honey, Clark, when he's done? Um. So, I'm going to um make so the tree is, is what uh we're we're fighting. Uh, it's one of the things you're fighting. Um. Before I do anything, I'm gonna make um an oh he's so cute um. A nature check to see if I can uh, commune with him, but that's only six. So I am going to, um, I'm going to make an animal handling roll to see if I can reach out and pet the little thing eating honey. And I rolled a nine. Okay. It rolled a 16. It is not interested in being petted. Okay. Um, And it immediately flies away from the jar. Oh, sorry. I, I didn't mean to scare it away. So I'm not, um, I'm going to not attack. I'm going to, um, uh, I'm going to cast Shella, which is a cantrip. Um, is that how that's said? Yeah. It's Shillelagh. I never yeah. knew that. No, I'm, I'm a dummy. And, uh, um, on my quarterstaff to, to make it. Um, sure. It's imbued with nature's power. For the duration, I can use my spellcasting ability instead of strength for the attack and damage with the okay. weapon. And it becomes a D8. Um, cool. So, um, so, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Okay. Hold off on attacking. Okay. Uh, makes it the Treant's turn. Uh, the Treant will uh, region to its branches and chuck a, a hive of bees at you guys. <laughs> so, uh, everyone make a con save as it crashes at your feet. 23. Excellent. 11. 15. Okay. So, uh, everybody but Nate takes uh, six poison damage. Mm. <laughs> Community poison. As, as the exploding bees uh, I have res- I have um, resistance to poison. Sure. So does that mean I only take three? Yep. And it's back up to Ken. Oh. Uh, I real quick shout after the little creature. Hey, can you understand me? 
Okay, let's, uh, let's give that a roll. Hmm, impressive. Uh, yeah, it, it it turns around in recognition. We think there's something wrong, either with bees, larvae, or honey, on this island. And you're you're the you're talking to the little flying guy, not the tree guy, right? Okay, just making sure. Just in the honey, yeah. Uh, I mean, it it's it's paying attention. Would you take a look at these larvae? Okay, I mean, it it flies over and sort of hovers around. I open the jar up and, and just say, like, do you see anything unusual about these? Uh, let's see here. Okay. Uh, it, uh, have you make a, uh, a dex save as it, its snake head exhales a 10-foot line of uh, acid into your jar. Oh, wow. Ugh. All right. It's a 20, a dirty 20. Okay. Uh, so you take nine points of damage as you, like, chuck the whole thing away as it's attacking you. Was it or attacking the jar, essentially. Was it, was it poison damage again? Uh, it's acid. So nine. Right. So I'm going to, because I speak Sylvan, I'm going to shout at the tree. We, we're also trying to fight the larvae. Okay. M- make a roll. Uh, like a persuasion roll? Yeah. That was a six. <laughs> I, I mean, it, it acknowledges your, your statement. You, I can say that much. Um, uh, and I'll make a nature roll. Okay. Which is a 13. Um, to just try and show it that we, we don't mean to harm the tree ant or the creatures that live in it. Okay. I mean, again, it acknowledges your your actions. Clark, it is your turn. Okay. I'm mostly concerned with this weird little chimera beast that just spit acid. So uh, it, it it's flying away or something? Is that what you said? I mean, it, it attacked the larva in the jar with acid breath as as Ken okay. sort of threw it threw it away. Okay, um, I'm gonna take a, a quick look at the at the jar now. If I can do that, carefully approach it and look to see that maybe the larva have all been killed by the acid. Oh yeah, no, they're gone. Cool, like, <laughs> they are melted. <laughs> uh, then let's see. I, I don't speak anything that's helpful here. Yeah, I think uh, I think Clark's just going to take his show, swing his warhammer in the air for a second, and then he's going to hold it out with two hands and set it on the ground before him. And okay. Show and kind of demonstrate to both the the tree ant and this little creature. Okay. Well, let's uh, let's see what the tree ant will do. Okay. Um. So, uh, seeing all of this happen. Uh, the treant sort of resettles back into its its stationary position, um, and you can tell that it is it is returning to an immobile state. It's not quite there yet, but it is uh, returning to sort of its immobile state. And what's the little creature doing? Uh, just flying around, like it, it flitted around the jar for a second and then flew away. Ten hollers out. Look, well, we know where there's a lot more of those larvae. If those are concerning to you, um, make make a roll. Uh, persuasion. Yeah, we'll see if it pays attention. I mean, it paid attention a couple times, so we'll see if it does it this time. <laughs> Two. Two. That is 
It is just flying away. It's just flying away. Sir, are we out of combat now? Yeah. Well, that was weird. Guys, can you not bump into any more trees? Can't make any guarantees, it turns out. Yes, they, they seem to come out of nowhere. You must understand. So, uh, as you guys are sort of watching this all subtle, you can kind of see in the ground something you didn't notice before. There's a path that seems to be extending in front of you. Like, not a, uh, not a particularly well-worn path, but um, a, a path through the, the, the trees. Uh, hey, guys, I think we should follow this path. It's <laughs> a great idea. Very good. Let's go. All right. You guys follow the path for a little while and uh, get maybe about like 10 minutes down the path and it's starting to get real dark. Like it's unusually dark. Uh, again, like you can't tell whether it's the tree cover or if it's clouds rolling in. Like it's just very unusual. And in the Guys, distance, it doesn't smell like rain. You can see sort of the ring of uh, stones that was mentioned in the in the brochure and something sort of in the middle of it glowing. Hey guys, look at Stonehenge. I thought it was only in England, but it's here too. I'm so excited to see it again. What is this England you speak of? Milo, have you hit your head again? No, I was reading a book. Ah, so you have hit your head with knowledge. <laughs> yes, Clark, very much so. Clark doesn't have a torch, so he's just gonna walk toward the, the, the eerie glow. Okay. Are you walking all the way up to it, or are you keeping your distance, or...? I think I'll walk to the edge of where the structures are and see what I can see from there. Okay. Um, so you, it's up on a hill a little bit, and so sort of you're at sort of the base of the, the little hill. You can see some large stone structures, and in the middle uh, is uh, what appears to be sort of a, a skeleton looking gentleman sitting on a chair with like some glowing orbs floating around it. Does the skeleton appear alive or like, I mean, undead? Uh, not that you can tell. Like as far as you can tell, it's just sitting there and these orbs are just floating around it. I rolled an eight to see if, uh, if I know what these glowing orbs are. Uh, as far as you can just tell, they're like incandescent orbs of bioluminescence. So something about them was alive at one point. You're not sure if it's alive right now, but you can tell that it's it's bioluminescent, not just magical light. Hey guys, be careful of those orbs, okay? Why don't you just handle the orbs yourself? Well, um, if you want me to, but I don't really know what to do with them. I think they're alive. All right, well, let's try to reason with these orbs then. Can, we can speak with them. Anybody speak orbs? Uh, I can try druidic. Hello, orb. How are you? Nothing seems to happen when you do that. They just continue to fly in a circular pattern around this skeleton. I try sylvan as well. Hello, no. orb. Okay. They don't seem to speak druidic or sylvan. All right. Well, do we see any, like, uh, any markings on the stones around or, or up below or on the little stone throne or whatever? Uh, not from this distance, you don't. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can definitely tell that there are things carved, like this is carved stone, uh -huh. but you can't make out any distinct markings. Okay, I want to really stealthily get way up closer to see what I see. Okay. Before he does that, I'm going to cast Guidance on him, mm -hmm. um, which once before the spell ends, 
you can roll uh, a d4 and add that number to an ability check. Sweet. Okay. Give me that stealth. Okay. Got advantage on it. So let us see. Oh, not going to need it. That's a natural 20. Okay. Aha. Sweet. Yeah. You make it up to the the dais area. You can tell that there's a, a large stone circle in the base. There's a, a chair with a undead gentleman in there possibly dead you're not sure um the, you can see that the the orbs themselves follow the path of the circular stone you can tell that there might have been writing on some of these things at one point but time has sort of eroded any anything clear uh, away like you'd have to get up and like really like you know do like a a charcoal rubbing or something like that to like try to pull it out like it's it's not super obvious all right i feel like i you can also I... tell that the the guy itself seems to have some parts of his body wrapped and you can hear a low humming a low humming is that coming from the orbs uh you can hear a low humming mm-hmm. low humming does it sound bee-like in nature uh it doesn't it doesn't not sound be like in nature as far as you can tell from your from your current position Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. it is it is a low humming and that's about all you can tell Mm -hmm. okay uh hey ken ken what's going on up there um from your position you do see on the other side of this gentleman what sort of seems like an outcropping or something in the ground over here all right, I may try and make my way around to see to inspect that. Okay. From uh, what you can see, there's a, a door underneath this structure. All right. Uh, I make my way back around out, you know, as carefully as I can, making all the way around uh, as necessary to the to the guys and tell them, yeah, I think there's a, I think there's a B zone under here. It's like a big ass B zone. That's what I think. Sounds good. Should we smash the skeleton? You think that will help or hinder our endeavor. Boy, I don't, I'm not big on smashing skeletons. Uh, let's go just open the door, see what, see what, hit the B zone, see what happens in there. All right, let's check out this B zone. Mm-hmm. Okay. You make your way down to the underground area, to this door. Um, you, can, you can tell that it is, is currently shut. Great, I inspect the door. Okay. Um, you don't really need to roll for that. Uh, you can definitely tell that the exterior around the door frame uh, is covered in a bit of a waxy substance. Like this door is is definitely shut and possibly sealed. I'm going to cast a second level fine traps. Sure. Um, so I, uh, it's instantaneous. I sense the presence of any trap within range that is within line of sight. A trap would be anything that would inflict a sudden and unexpected effect that uh, that would be harmful or undesirable. Uh, yeah, uh, you don't see anything on this door, but uh, from the angle that you're at, you can see that there is maybe a, a remnants of a trap around the stone circle above it. So, hey, guys, there used to be a trap here, but somebody already set it off. Boy, I sure wonder who that skeleton used to be. Do you think it was one of us? Are we in a time? <laughs> all right, everybody. All right, everybody, count off. One, two, two 
No, Damn it, no. we, We've lost somebody. <laughs> Clark, I've always been two, and you've always been three. You like to be the most. Yes, yes, but clearly one of us is missing, and I'm right here. So it's you that's <laughs> gone missing. No, oh, no. I miss Milo. Oh, poor Milo <laughs> no. died baking and was set up here as a no, trap. No, guys, I'm, I'm right here. Milo, I'll smash your bones for you. It's like I can... <laughs> I can still hear him as though he's still here with us. Uh, All um, right, we're going to do this again. Count off. One. Two. Three. Okay, that's good. Milo's back. Welcome back, Milo. Yes, <laughs> Milo. Where did you go? I... Always wandering off. Just like you. All right, guys. Do you I think we you. should go? Listen, we have, we have a, as far as I see, we have two choices here. Go back and find somebody who's qualified to handle this or pull as hard as we can on that damn door. Um... I say we can probably just go through the door. Great, right. great idea. I'm so Parker's glad you gonna thought gonna take of his warhammer out and smash the door as hard as yeah. he can. Okay, give me that roll. <laughs> All right. What class are you? Are you a paladin? Fighter. Uh, thir- okay. So it's a 22 to hit and eh, nine damage. Okay. You, a- you hit it pretty solidly, and you can tell that like it, the door will give. Um, from that hit, you can kind of deduce that. Um, the wax seal may be more for just keeping the door shut than like keeping it like a solid like mm-hmm. seal. Um, and so like if you if you you know put your back into the door, you could probably open it. Come now, Milo, put your back into it. It's time to open this door. Um, I mean, I'm the halfling here, but sure. Yes, that's I why will. I'm encouraging. That's pretty mean to halflings saying that they're not strong. Well, I am a stout halfling. Um, all right, I'll make an athletics check. Just strength, just straight strength. Just straight strength? Yeah. Uh, it's the same thing. An eight. Uh, I mean, you definitely feel it give, but like this wax is holding a little bit stronger than you expected. Hey, Clark, I think you should do your, your cannonball. Let's, let's let Ken give it a shot. I, I just tried and rolled a 10. (laughs) All right, great. A nine. Feeling good. <laughs> nine? All right. I mean, you definitely feel like, man, if th- this wax is just holding this door in pretty tight. But, I mean, you you definitely feel it give. Like, mm-hmm. it's not it's not a, a super secure seal. It's just maybe a little bit sticky. We're making progress. I, I can feel it. Great job, guys. Water break. <laughs> I'll take water break. And I take another shot at it. Yeah. I mean... Hey, all right. How about a 14? Uh, you definitely feel like it It definitely pushes in and you, you get it to move a little bit, but it's still stuck. All right, Clark on the count of with three. An 18. What's that? Clark came in with an 18. Ooh, you feel like you almost got it. All like, right. Like you can, you all definitely right. feel like, like when you move the door now, it has a lot of give to it. There's just something that's holding on a tad. I, I rolled a nat 20. Sweet. You bust the door open wide open. Like, it was just enough. Everyone loosened it for you. The door just goes swinging on in. And before we rush in, what do we see in there? Yeah. Ah, so you see through the doorway this long hallway. Uh, There's about three chambers on the left and the right side. And at the end of the hallway, what looks like sort of a, a pool, but it doesn't look like there's water in there. Right. Hey, guys, mm-hmm. I feel like this used to be where they buried people. 
Oh yeah, no, it definitely feels like this is this is a crypt of some kind. It's definitely got the architectural qualities of a crypt. All right, Clark, we're gonna go into a crypt. Don't do what you did last time and hit one of the pillars. That was a big mess, okay? Yes, yes, I know. All right, let's uh, walk in and take a peek in the first chamber on the left. What's it look like in there? Okay, uh, so you can definitely see that there are there are several sarcophagi in there. Um, they appear to be sealed with the same wax that was holding the door together. Mm-hmm. Is it be? I mean, I mean, like, can I get a closer look at it uh, and sure. investigate and see sure. if it's like beeswax or something like that? I got a twenty-one. It is beeswax, much like the beeswax on the door. Say, hey guys, I feel like this wax is from the bees. I think that's a really great conclusion to have arrived at. Seems good. Okay, with my twenty-one, do I see anything else about the sarcophagi? Uh, I mean, you can definitely see that this is has been sealed. Like, it's not just like hazard, like haphazard beeswax. Like, the the edges of the sarcophagus are sealed in beeswax. Like, something is in there. How old does the beeswax look? How recently applied? Um, it it looks. Uh, a bit on the the drier side so it's been in there for a while you can't really tell how long because you know beeswax is weird like that but it def- it's not fresh if that's what you're sort of yeah. looking for it's like it's been in there for a while all right let's walk up and look into the pool do we hear okay. a buzzing still at this point uh y- yes you can hear a buzzing okay it's it's muffled um when you get to the edge here you can see that it branch there's a branch that goes off to the side into a another chamber down here mm-hmm. great really good what's it look like in the first pool close to where we are uh this one mm-hmm. uh so as as you get closer um hiding behind some of the pillars there uh are like uh there's a row of bookshelves uh there's a row of shelves full of jars of honey um and you can tell in this pool specifically it seems to be full of honey jeff guys guys it's honey on save (laughs) oh no milo's gonna drown in a pool of honey 16 okay you feel extremely compelled to get as close to that honey as you can get I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna walk reach up out and try and I try and grab him by the shoulders. Mm-hmm. Sure. Hey, give me but, give me a but, dex but, or a strength. It's, it's honey, Ken. It's honey. Clark tried Go to ahead. reach out too, but rolled a one. 20. <laughs> Dirty twenty. Dirty twenty. Okay, Jeff, give me a dex to escape. Oh, okay. Eighteen. Eighteen. Okay, so you are struggling, but. Ken, Ken sort of has you pretty tight. Ken, you... Ken, it's the honey. It's You said I would get more honey, and look, there's all that honey right there. Ken, can I have the honey, please? I'm a little worried about this making you into a larva vessel. Yeah, I'm sure it won't. It just looks really good. Look at how nice the honey looks. Mm-hmm. Doesn't it look We're gonna good? We're going to get you some great honey as soon as we figure out whether or not this is going to kill you, because I think this is going to kill you. Yeah, but it's right there. I could just... I could just have a few dozen handfuls and it would be fine. Let's go see if there's any more honey, a little more accessible, in the other room. 
What are you talking about? There's jars right there and there's a pool right here. Why should we go anywhere else? I'm gonna ask you to make another strength and dex. For both of us? Yep, because you're both making very compelling points. I feel like, Jeff, you're definitely trying to get away. Strength was an eight. Uh, strength was a seven, and then a dex was 20. Okay. Dex, uh-oh. Mm-mm. You, nope, you just slip away and go careening head first into the pool of honey. Yay! <laughs> it's okay, Ked. Let him go. We've done all we could. Whereas Clark literally did the least amount as possible. <laughs> I reached out to try to stop you, but you were too small and I reached for a normal sized person. All right, what happens to me when I get to the honey? I, I, uh, I mean, you, you full on cannonball straight into this honey and immediately start sinking. Oh, um, um, it's, it's, uh, it's a little deeper than I thought. Hey, Ken? Mm-hmm, yeah. I can't touch the bottom, Ken. How's your uh, honey swimming? Do you roll for hun- swimming in honey? Uh, I imagine that's an athletics <laughs> Yep. Um, it's not like water, Ken. I only rolled a four, Ken. Oh, no. You are, you are definitely now up to your chin. Guys, I can't really move, and I'm a little freaked out. Can you, Clark? Clark, are we going to try to grab him by the arm? Well, here's my quarterstaff. I'm going to stick out my quarterstaff and see if they can um, uh, reach it. I guess that's a a strength check to see if I can break free of the honey with the quarterstaff. Um, I got a 10. Uh, Nope. (laughs) You are just just a a head above a pool of honey. All right, Clark's going to try to grab him by the ears with two hands and pull him out. So just strength. Strength. Ugh, God, I'm terrible. 11. Oh, no. You uh, you definitely get a, a swift Newtonian pullback from that, and it is he is uh, sucked in there. Hmm. Uh, everybody give me a perception roll, except Jeff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Guys, I'm a little scared. 17. 17? Oh, okay. Yeah. 22. 22. Okay. Uh, as you guys are making a lot of noise in this room, uh, you notice two dogs approach this intersection and sort of turn your direction. Dogs, bro. Oh, look, poochies. Hello, good dogs. Nothing to see here, just a, a bit of a honey trap, I suppose. Quite literally. Mm-hmm. Uh, do the dogs look friendly? Uh, they do not. So is Clark in the pool now, or is Clark just got pulled toward the pool? Oh, you, you just pulled toward the pool. Like, okay. it's, it's definitely, you're definitely fine where you are. You're just basically holding uh, Milo's hair, trying to keep him above. Uh, hey, hey, Clark, I have an idea. What if I, what if I turn into a giant scorpion? Would that make this easier or harder? I, I don't know how well scorpions respond to honey. I would go with something smaller, maybe? Though I think insects breathe through their body, and if most of your body is submerged, you'll probably drown immediately. Okay, I thought about that. That's why I didn't turn into a fish. I could, uh, um. (laughs) The uh, dogs begin to growl at you very aggressively. All right, well, while while these guys work on this situation, (laughs) this this physics experiment, uh, I'm going to, let's see, uh, tell you what. I still have half a sample of the honey. I'm going to 
toss it over in their direction and see if that helps any. Here, boys. Uh, they they sniff at it uh, and then uh, immediately start charging at you all. So roll for initiative. Twenty. Uh, not natural. Okay. Twelve. Well, you get a zero because <laughs> you are stuck in honey. I thrash. Uh, okay, 13. 13? Okay. And then uh, just a quick question before we get into this. Uh, it's just about two. I don't know what everyone's time frame two is. Two is probably my cutoff. Okay. Cool. Yeah, my... All right. Uh, Clark, you are up. All right. Uh, so I guess, yeah, I these dogs do not look nice. So I'm going to run in and hit one with my hammer twice because I get two attacks per action. Go for it. So we're going to have an 18 to hit. That hits. And a 22 to hit. That also hits. Roll that damage. I'm going to do 12 damage followed by 8 damage. Ooh. You get this, this dog pretty well. Like, just a swift punch straight to the face. And... That, that dog is not looking happy. Okay. Ken, you're up. All right. Uh, I'm going to swing by and try and kick the other dog. Okay. Uh, that's going to be 19 to hit. That hits. With a That'll do eight damage. And then I'm going to do Flurry of Blows, which I learned uh, gives me actually two more attacks. Oh, that Great. thing. Oh. Flurry of Blows is amazing. Yeah. So that's a natural 20 to hit. Uh, Great. That definitely hits. Which means uh, 12 damage on that one. Okay. That uh, that takes the dog out. It is. All right. You've, you've significantly punched the face, but give me a dex save. Okay. Uh, the dex save is 22. 22? Okay. Excellent. You dodge out of the way as the uh, dying dog lets out a, a ferocious bark that releases a swarm of bees at you. Mm, really good. Really good. Uh, if there's a robotic Richard Simmons in this dungeon, I'm going to be very upset. But, I do have- luckily yeah. for you, the bees just seem to, like, stream out and then veer away. They don't seem to stick around. Okay, I have one more uh, attack from the Flurry of Blows, and I'll try and finish off that other dog. Sure. And that's going to be a 20 to hit. Great. That definitely hits. And nine damage. Nine damage. That punches the hell out of that dog. And give me a dex save. Also pretty good. Natural 20. Great. (laughs) Again, a stream of bees comes out as the dog gives off its final bark. And uh, the bees, like, all seem to corral back towards this area when they leave. Great. Hey. Uh, I'm going to rush over and see what kind of animal is in this pool of honey and if I can pull it out of there. Uh, as far as you can tell, it's just it's just your friend in that honey. Mm-hmm. Okay. I just didn't know if he was maybe had turned into anything at this point. Well, I haven't had a chance to do that. Mm. So, I mean, guys, you're just I have stuck. an idea. <laughs> I, I yep. could try and change into a giant wasp because would that be held down by the honey? Uh, uh, you could try, friend. You might be a little lighter to heft out of the honey if you were just a tiny thing. Well, or or just try and pull one more time. Yes, yes. Let's give that one more go. Like both and of I'm... you at the same time, Clark. 
Yeah, Ken, do you want to grab grab some hair and we'll just see how well attached it is to this young lad's dome? Yeah, you this sounds have... terrible for everybody, but, I, but I'm in. I rolled the 20 string. Great. You just yank him out. Although, roll roll a d4 as well. Okay. <laughs> it's a two. Okay. So, Jeff, you take two points of damage as Clark pulls you out, and you lose a little bit of hair. You are going to look covered. at the hair in his hand and just kind of go, ugh, and drop yeah. it on the ground. You're now covered from neck to uh, foot in honey. Uh, your walking speed is halved, but you have advantage on or possibly disadvantage on grapples, because you are very sticky. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ken, uh, uh, like, kind of crouches down. What did we learn? The honey is bad. The honey is bad. That's right. The honey is bad. Not the bees, Milo. Not the bees. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, next time, I'll, I'll, I won't just run into the honey. Mm-hmm. Very good. Hey, yeah, but uh, it's right there. Do you want any? No, I'm, really I'm good. No, I'm fine. Yeah, that's... Mm-mm. Here, here. I have some on me. Would you like some? No, super no. <laughs> yeah, you should just save that for yourself at this point. If you'd like to lap it yourself for a bit, we can proceed on ahead and come back for you. No, I'll, I'll go with you all. Okay. All right, I guess we should follow where the bees went. They surely know what's up with all of this bee nonsense. Yeah, where'd the bees go? Let's go take a look. Hey, okay. guys, guys, guys. We're going to see about the bees. I like it. Really good. This honey thing, maybe actually, maybe grab a little bit more of that. It's working great. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So you guys enter this chamber, uh, and you can see that there are six more sort of like, uh, sort of coves, but they've all been broken out. Like, you can definitely see that there's like stuff on the ground, um, so that whatever was there has been broken into the the ground surrounding it at this central area down here you can see the nice old lady from the market who is collectively surrounded by bees and uh working on some stuff is she naked under those bees she is naked under those bees i found that picture on the internet (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah just just bee lady dot biz I'm I'm not okay with this. <laughs> so, uh, would you like a towel? <laughs> hi, hi again. Uh, it's us. Uh, so you've been uh, hollowing people out and putting larvae in them by any chance? Um, some some people, yeah. A couple people, mm-hmm. yeah. And as you look around the room, you can see that there are several mummified people in this room as well uh, that are oozing a bit of honey and have bees flying around them as well. And uh, what's kind of the end game? What do, you, what, do you, what do you want out of this? So far, gotta be honest, don't actually care. I'm on vacation. <laughs> uh, you know, i just making honey. That's what I'm doing. Is there Girl. a reason why you can't make honey using a more traditional method than hollowed out corpses? And is there a reason why you don't want to wear a dress? Because this is my house. You guys are in my house. I can dress however I want in my house. That's fair. Yes, That's don't fair. don't let our friends' uh, fashion concerns bother you. We, uh, my my friend Ken and I, have no issue with your uh, belongings. Oh my <laughs> as God, it were. Clark! Please do not try and fuck the old witch. 
It might be the only way out of this, Milo. We're going to have to explore all options. <laughs> well, look, I'll tell you what. Uh, I mean, I guess my question is, what are you guys doing here? What are you doing in my house? What well, are you doing in my place? Well, we were worried. You we literally thought, told us to come I'm pretty here. pretty sure I heard you kill my dogs. You literally told us to come here. You said you could go did, to the sacred I... grove, and that's where we went. And then this is where it, it led us. Yeah, you told us say, to come here. Did I say break into my house? Did I say kill my dogs? You didn't I'm say that specifically. Kidding. Though your your dogs were full of bees, so I don't know if you know that, but I don't think that's down. a... Yeah. Uh... And as she does that, she snaps her fingers and four more dogs come out from uh, the side wings to stand next to her. Yes, this is... You're very good at, at breeding animals. Really great. Uh, yeah. Do you guys want? Well, I'll be honest. I just wanted a couple of days off. I want to, uh, you know, drink some 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 protein shakes, uh, get in some exercise, dance. I was a little bit worried because the zombie thing sounds like, frankly, you've got it all under control. Um, so I don't know, guys. You want to hit the bungalow? Maybe yes, I, I, I just need a place seen. to live. Flesh honey makes the best honey. All right. So, I, guys, I have a plan. Um, let's go back into this hallway real quick. And if she tries to come after this, I'm just going to cast Moonbeam on the entrance to this hallway. And it, and uh, they'll just burst into flame. So this kind of puts the end to this. Uh, sure, man. Should I'll we consider the impact on the uh, local economy that this might have? We still really haven't sorted out what's going on so much as that we've performed a B&E. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, look colony collapse is a real thing so i'm actually like the you know i want to make sure the whole ecology situation here so is all right i feel like i feel like they'd be okay not having the honey because people aren't going to be being hollowed out and turned into bees uh, uh madam uh just one word for you we've noticed that it's it seems probable that the undersea deity that oversees the survival of this place doesn't enjoy the corpses that you've used to produce corpse honey. Would it be possible to negotiate perhaps some sort of agreement whereby you wouldn't hollow out the corpses to be offered for the annual ceremony but only those that might be cast uh, to sea for other purposes? I mean I, I, I didn't plan on those corpses being inhabited. Uh, you know, sometimes nature has its own course. Oh. There, are, there are other deities besides the, the sea deity. I don't know. Maybe the bees on the other side of the island struck a deal with some other god. I don't know. But that wasn't my intention or purposeful doing. So, sure, that sounds like a fine deal to me. Interesting. Yes. Yes. So, so you would say that you aren't doing, uh, you aren't cultivating uh, flesh honey. Uh, for nefarious purposes, it's it's just uh, simply a, a method and mode that you prefer. Yeah, I mean, you can ask your friend covered in honey over there how good my honey is, and then ask me about my nefarious practices. I guess. Well, I don't really love the effect it had on our friend. It did almost literally kill him. I mean, <laughs> such is life. <laughs> Okay, so here, here's here's the deal. We're, we're on vacation. What we've noticed is that your flesh honey has an unusual effect on tourists to the island, which I'm sure 
for your purposes, it's no different from, say, the additives someone might put into pipe tobacco to ensure a, a more robust customer base. Sure. You know, I mean, the the blood of beings does add a special extra sugar quality to the honey that does make it more attractive to people not living on this island. So, yeah, I suppose that's true. Do you understand why it's more delicious to non-inhabitants? Not specifically. I mean, I've got my theories. I've got some some ideas, but uh, I don't particularly know the exact reason. Oh, right. Excellent. Well then, apologies for killing your animals, and uh, surely they were full of bees anyway, and that's just kind of the circle of life, am I right? <laughs> Eventually those bees were going to come out. <laughs> uh, yes, that, that's what they're bred for. Very good, very good. Well, could you point us in the direction of this bee deity that you alluded to? Perhaps we can uh, have a word with them. I, 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 I can't really point it. It's, it's, a, it's a sort of a free-roaming deity, so... Uh, I could attempt to summon it if that's what you really want. I, I think that's a terrible idea, Clark. Well, I, I don't see how we're going to get back to vacation unless we just have a frank conversation with this bee god. I, I think <laughs> the, the bee god will just, will just try and eat us, Clark. I feel like this is a bad plan. Well, it's, it, it, it hasn't killed any living creatures so far, and perhaps if it just understands the environmental impact Clark, of its behavior. Clark, do you really just want to believe a woman covered in bees who just animated dogs with bees that attacked you? I didn't animate them. They, they are perfectly fine, healthy dogs. They just have colonies of bees inside them. Yes. I didn't animate them. I'm not Clark. a necromancer. Can, can, Clark, guys, I think <laughs> I think mm -hmm. we should go. I think we should just go and I'll, I'll if they try and follow us, I'll cast cast me a moonbeam, okay? I mean, there's still the the payment for the destruction of my door and my dogs. That's true. We gotta go back I mean, to the bungalows and get the money. Because you know what? We're all out on account of these two knuckleheads spent all their money buying up your, your honey. <laughs> so. Yes, I, I really need to visit an AGPM <laughs> mm -hmm. to withdraw a little more funds. But uh, you're right here. <laughs> and it doesn't seem you're going anywhere and no, neither are we. So perhaps we could step away as I my mean, I can take suggested. my payment in something other than gold. I mean Clark, please do not fuck the bee lady. Your your friend over there covered in my honey seems like he's already primed for recycling. Oh. Alright, Milo. Moon him. Um, Alright, so we're <laughs> I'm gonna cast um, a fifth level moonbeam sure. on the entrance way. So if anything comes at us because we're not actually in the room right we're in this hallway i mean you're you guys entered the room all mm. right we'll back up a little bit and i'm gonna uh i'm gonna cast moonbeam so they would have to go so you're backing up to here I'm backing up like to the midway midway um, okay yeah and cast moonbeam right at the entrance so if anything were to come at us it would go through moonbeam okay all right let's find out what happens next week that seems like a suitably dramatic moment. <laughs> this one-off, Roll for Blank, is a campaign written by Mark Hughes, our wonderful DM, and it features Nate Regolia, Jeff Wolf, and Dave Burdick. It might even feature Andrew Fishman at some point here, so keep your ears open. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you listen. 
It'd really help us out. And otherwise, find the role-playing experience that you love. Buy some books, figurines, get some friends together, virtually, or in person when it's safe, and get rolling.